This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about what it means to live with integrity. Now, at some point in our life, many of us struggle because deep down we know we are not living truthfully, authentically, or with integrity. And this does not feel good or right. We are selling ourselves short. Well, in this week's teaching, we'll be explaining what it really means to live with integrity, what stops you from doing this, and the steps that you need to take to practice integrity in your relationships and all aspects of your life. Okay, David, so what does it mean to live with integrity? This is a very important subject, Alex, in the Wu Wei Wisdom model, because I think what I call truth, honesty, and integrity are the three characteristics that connect you very closely to what I call Shen, or your spirituality. And so integrity is the one we're going to focus on today. And this is the one I talk about with my clients when we mention in the videos things like a dual belief system, one thing for them and one thing for you, and it's okay for them, but it's not right for you. And so this subject is very important because we'll be identifying how the inner child will battle against the idea of living with integrity. So, because a lot of people would say, "Mm, I'm not sure what integrity means, but does it mean being kind of honest in my relationships or does it mean having a sense of morality and acting upon it in terms of how I live my life? Well, you know, up until about six months ago, I used to, when a client asked me that, I used to say, when they said, what does integrity actually mean Mm -hmm. in this model? And I used to say, walking the walk and talking the talk. And so, so many people are very good at talking the talk. They say what they should be doing, what they ought to do, or what other people should be doing, but they don't do it themselves. Six months now, I've moved my kind of explanation of what integrity means. So let me give you what I'm saying now to my clients. If you want to get a good idea of integrity, think about the opposite, hypocrisy, being a hypocrite. And that's what gives you an idea that if you live from integrity, what you think, what you say is what you actually do And there's no hypocrisy there that will give you a much firmer idea of what integrity means. So it's almost like having all your ducks lined up in terms of what you truly believe, what you say and how you act. And those things, there should be like almost like a straight line, no deviation between the three. Absolutely. There should be nothing there that separates those. So the way you... You might use different language, what we call delivery, but the way you talk to your friend is the way you talk to your partner or your boss or a colleague at work. Now, you may use different words, 
but the integrity of what you're saying still remains the same. So these people around you can believe and trust in what you're saying, and you will do what you say you would do with integrity. And so you follow through, you walk the walk, as well as talking the talk. So in order for us to have that consistency, because that's kind of like the word that's coming to mind here, mm -hmm. consistency in terms of our core beliefs and values and how we communicate on them and act on them, and for that to be consistently also communicated, whether it's to uh, a relationship partner, a friend, a colleague at work, another family member, there has to be that consistency. I would imagine that it's super, super important then in order to live with integrity to get 100% clear on our our values and beliefs and making sure that they are true and authentic to who we are. That's exactly right. And that's why this subject is so important and a great subject for us to discuss today because I like the word consistency. So if you're not clear on what you believe or think, or your standards, or your principles, whatever you want to call them, your values, what it is that really is defines you, not what other people think it is that defines you, what you believe it is that defines you, that allows you then to be have integrity and have consistency, because you would not surrender your true belief and value and standard to please or to placate someone else. I know I was just going to say, David, <laughs> the problem is that many, many people, uh, a lot of our clients, but I know it's a universal issue, we often sacrifice our own truth, our own values, because we put other people as more important than ourselves, or we want to please others, so we sacrifice our own truth. And that's exactly right. And that would be the inner child. Yeah. And so there's nothing wrong in that. And, and, and if you bring that into your belief system, if you say, no, David, my belief is I have to please other people. What they want and what they think of me is most and um, the major important thing. Now, I don't think that has integrity. And let me then show you why. Now you can use our little test that we use on all the videos. Would you say that to your physical child? Would you say to your own six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old, what other people want of you is more important than what you want of you? I don't think you would. So there goes down the hypocrisy. Now, if you wouldn't say to your physical child, then why are you using it as one of your values? Can you see how that now breaks down your integrity and consistency? And more importantly for me, it pulls you away from your Shen because you're now not living spiritually. And that's why I say the inner child will be involved because this is the voice of the inner child. So I can definitely see that making the choice to please others and putting others on a pedestal above your own needs and your own truth uh, is, by and large, it's not a spiritual, a spiritually guided way of living, and it's probably not going to be what we would call living with integrity. And I, I suppose 
Would you say that it is possible to live it with it? Because a lot of people would say, well, yeah, but I have to put other people before me. I have to care for people. But it's not, the two aren't mutually exclusive. You can still put your own needs and your own truth and hold on to that and hold firm with that and then accommodate other people within that. There can be a a kind of a cooperation. That's exactly right, Alex. We're not saying you don't care for other people or you don't consider other people. That's the last thing I'm saying. I'm saying you first, and this is not selfish. This is going through your mind now. Oh, this is very selfish of David. I'm not saying selfish. I'm saying you care and respect and honor yourself first so you can look after other people. I love a Taoist saying that says, to be of service is a wonderful thing, but make sure you have something to serve. So you look after yourself. You don't wear yourself out to a frazzle. You don't go around circles. You look after yourself. You'll make sure that you're connected, you're healthy, you're balanced, you're thinking correctly. Then you can then look after all the people. And that would have integrity because you're choosing to look after all the people that reflects and defines who you are. Now, that would have integrity. Putting someone else in front of you and expecting them to give you value or worth or validation, that to me lacks integrity because now you're doing the inner child manipulation game. And so before we go on to... um what stops us from living with integrity. I just wanted, if someone said to you, David, I'm not used to having consistency and speaking my truth and I'm I'm used to kind of bending to other people's needs or holding back on speaking my truth, <clears throat> say in relationships, because it's easier. If I don't live with integrity, why is that a problem or what is the what is the advantage? What is the benefit of living with integrity? So that's the flip side. Yeah, the number one advantage is your emotional feelings. So when you put other people in front of you, when you're so- solely and wholly searching for them to validate you, what they think about you, how they treat you, that's very important. Then you will always create red light feelings, whatever you want to call it, anxiety, anxiousness, whatever word you want to use, there's many words sleepless nights, worry, fretting, you know, that's why I prefer to call it an overall uh, umbrella word, like red light feelings, negative feelings. When you're not living with integrity and you're living from what we're going to offer as the other side, the inner child side, then that will be the basis of what is creating the red lights. When you're living with integrity, you are more likely to be producing and creating green light feelings of peace, calm, of being inspirational, of being creative, of being determined, of being of being able to live your truth, living in your truth, living in your passion, living in your flow. This would come more from the integrity side rather than coming from the other side when you're running around like as we call it, the whack-a-mole, trying to please people and never really pleasing people and worried about what they think and worried about what's going to happen and what they're going to do in the future. This is the opposite side. So this is what we're offering here, to live with integrity. First of all, to clear your beliefs. How many times do I say this on these videos? What do you believe? 
More importantly, why do you believe that? And that would clear that question that you just asked. And so I'm wondering, David, is the ultimate kind of consistency or alignment in terms of this integrity? We talked about beliefs. We've then talked about how that reflects in what you say and how, then how that reflects in what you do. So there's those, those things need to line up. Mm-hmm. But would you say that our beliefs as a kind of human being, as an individual, have to also marry up with our spiritual truth? Because if it pulls apart from our spiritual truth, our shan, our higher self, if there is a kind of a conflict there, then we haven't got that alignment of integrity. So that also needs also needs to be like almost like the first step in the equation. That is the first step, Alex, and that's the teaching of Taoism, living in harmony, living in flow. That's what Wu Wei means, effortless effort, being in your flow. So as you quite rightly said, if you have that inner conflict deep within you, then you're always trying to balance from a very unstable foundation. That's when we teach the in the golden thread starting from the emotion, because the emotion is telling you there's an imbalance, tracing back down the thread through your belief systems, right back normally, not every time, but normally to childhood. And then you find that that first inconsistency happened. Normally, again, I'm not being prescriptive to everyone that's listening. Normally, this happens between the ages of six years old and nine years old, empirically for me working with clients for 45 years, that age difference seems to be very important. It could be five, it could be 10, but six to nine seems to repeat time and time again with clients. Now, I think this is a very pivotal time because for me, this is a time when a sensitive child becomes, then hits a situation and it could be a dysfunctionality in the parenting, going to school, with friends, with siblings, having something happen. It could be one incident or a series of incidents, and they haven't got the cognitive understanding of truth, honesty, and integrity. They do not connect to their shen, their truth. And so what they do, they use their emotions. And they say what I call the vow, which is the first misunderstanding in the belief system. The vow will always sound something like, again, I can't be prescriptive for everyone that's listening, but it will have the energy of this statement, there must be something wrong with me. And then normally on top of that first vow, which is said internally, not to anybody else, but to yourself, then comes what we call the three lies. I'm not good enough. I can't cope, I'm unlovable, or you may say, I'm unworthy. I put those two as the same. There's the first inconsistency. That is when your integrity cannot maintain if you believe that. There's the first, that's why we call them lies. It goes against the integrity, truth, and honesty, which connects you to Shen. And so I guess when this happens to many of us in childhood because of our childhood experiences, because we haven't got the emotional intelligence, because we haven't had the appropriate guidance from adults, when we make this vow, 
when we create these lies within ourselves, as you say, this is the first break with our integrity. But we can't, as children, we can't be held responsible or we don't know any better. And that's why I actually say, Alex, in all of these videos, this is not an exercise to place blame. Mm -hmm. This is not an exercise to say, well, you should know better. Because when you go down the golden thread and find this part of your mind that we're labeling the inner child, remember that's our label. Some of the teachers might use the label ego or emotional mind or subconscious mind. I prefer the label the inner child, and you'll see why as we develop the discussion. I've never found some monster, some evil, some devil, some demon in your mind. I found a child that's kind of in over it in up to its neck, if you want. It doesn't know. No one's ever sat down and discussed and 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 held their hand and answered their questions. And so they become very dogmatic in this idea that it must be me, I'm not good enough. So if you've ever said this to yourself in your subconscious mind, this is you I'm talking to, I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy. This applies to you. So the part of your mind is almost frozen. I like what the Chinese call it like the kernel in the middle of a knot, it's stuck tight because it doesn't understand that it creates the fear, the scared, terrified trauma. It sees all of that as external, almost attacking it. And so it's not going to let go. And that's when we're teaching the inner child because I'd like you to consider becoming the parent, the spiritual parent, and stepping in and doing what your physical parents or teachers couldn't do. And I sometimes have people write in to me and they say, I don't quite understand it. They say, well, why should I do it if they couldn't do it? That idea seems absolutely has no integrity. Why would you not want to do it for yourself? And then they'll say the three lies, because I'm not worth it. You see, there's the carousel of despair. You see, now you've entered into the loop. Well, I'm not doing it. Well, why aren't you doing it? Well, I'm not worthy. Well, who says you're not worthy? Well, they inferred it. Yeah. They didn't actually say it, but they inferred it. And so they've now got to come and apologize to me before this is, I'm sorry, this is nonsense talking because you'll spend the rest of your life not being in your flow, not living with integrity, not being consistent, but always the victim, always in victim mode, looking for someone else to come and bail you out, to come and make it right for you. And that person doesn't exist except you. That's the only person that can do it, you. And that's why we do these videos, to teach you how to do it. Mm. And when we, when we tell ourselves, well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to reparent my inner child. I don't want to try and think about things differently. I don't want to re-examine where I may have misunderstood things in the past. And we say it's because I'm not worth it, I'm not good enough. It's, we've then bought into our own lie. We've bought into the inner child's vow the inner child's lies, the inner child's stories. And that in itself is 
we are doing our spiritual nature, our divine spiritual nature, a, a massive disservice, a massive injustice could be because we're not living, we're not acknowledging the fact that we are divine spiritual beings. We cannot be not worthy. We cannot be unlovable. We cannot not cope with life. And this is why this teaching is so important, Alex, because it hits right at the foundation, right at the root of what we've been talking about. How can you live your life wanting someone else to parachute in and put it right for you? Because how can they do that? How, even, even if somebody, even if, say, your mother or your father looks you right in the face and says, when you were a child, you are not good enough. You are unlovable. You are a disaster. I wish I never had you. Let's say that happened, which sometimes it does, very rare. But let's say they looked at you right in the face. And then 20, 30, 40, 50 years after that, you want them to come to you and say, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. I was under pressure. I didn't know what I was talking about. That was obviously wrong. And you say, oh, well, that's good. Then you've apologised. Great. Now I can live my life normally. This doesn't make sense, does it? You're waiting for someone else, even if they did that, which most of them won't because they're in their carousel. So you expect them to get rid of their carousel to come and tell you so you can get out of your carousel. This is yeah, nonsensical. Yeah. You, you're creating a whole heap of confusion when all I'm saying is very easy. Treat yourself better than others treated you. Respect yourself. Treat yourself with honesty, truth, and integrity. Walk your walk. Talk your talk. Do it for you. Now, if you do not believe you are worth it or have no value, then you've got to explain to yourself, well, what is worth? And what is value, and we've done many videos on yeah. this, very important subject, and why has someone else got it? And I, they have to give it to me like a commodity. My father, my mother, gives me a cup of value, and then I'm all right, then I can live my life with value. This doesn't make sense if you think about it. As I say in many videos, no one held you up in the delivery room as a baby. The midwife didn't hold you up there and say, quick, we've got this baby. Can somebody give them some value? Can somebody give them some worth? Nobody does that. I believe we intrinsically have value and worth. Every human being has value and worth. And it's what you do with it. No one can give it to you. No one can take it away from you. And that's integrity, that's consistency, that's truth, and that's honesty. And above all, that's what I call Shen, spirituality. Not supernatural, not something that's outside of you, something that's intrinsic to you. It's who you are. And I think, David, that, you know, you said we need to question, you know, where does our value come from? Where does our worth come from? We need to question those that vow and those lies that we may have had in place for many decades. For most people, this might be the first time they've ever had to do that internal kind of dialogue with themselves. And it 
can be quite challenging and our inner child will not want to have that conversation because am I right in thinking the inner child's if the inner child believes that it's to blame, that it's not good enough, that it's not worthy, it's almost like those things are a dirty little secret that it wants to hide from the rest of the world. So in our adult life, it means that we lie and we manipulate, we don't speak our truth, we won't confront difficult have difficult conversations. We're hypocritical. We're hypocritical. So all the things that mean we're not living with integrity because our inner child's priority is to avoid being exposed because yeah. we because we, we truly bought into the inner child narrative that we're yes. not good enough, that we're to blame for everything, that we sacrifice our integrity because we don't want to be exposed. We don't want to have the awful truth that we are, we're no good exposed to someone we love, to our boss at work. And that's why, as I said a little earlier, this why I think the label or the metaphor or the analogy of the inner child works better than ego. Because most of us are brought up with the idea that we're looking to get strokes or approval or smiles or a reassurance or validation from our parents most of us are parented. We receive parenting in that way. And it's very subtle but extremely powerful that when we hear, when we've done well at school, when we've done well in the exams, when we've cleared our bedroom, when we've done something well, our parents will say, oh, mummy and daddy are really pleased with you. Aren't you a good girl? Aren't you a good boy? And give you a hug and give you love or buy you a present or do something. And so we, as a child, we click onto, we have to receive this. This is something that's given to us, value, worth, reassurance. It, we need it. It's like a drug. We need it of someone else. And if we don't change that basic understanding of the child, that when we mature, well, actually, no one can give us value. Someone can say they're pleased with us. Or when our parents say when we're a child, oh, you you didn't do well at school, that's because you're lazy or that's because your brother's better than you or your sister's better than you or you're playing up or daddy's not pleased with you or mummy's not pleased with you or you've got to try harder or you've got to man up or you've got to do this or you've got to do that. Then you see we're always, we're like a puppet and they're pulling the strings. And if we do not change that fundamental belief system that's what that's doing all of the time is pulling it away from our shen, from our integrity, from our truth, from our honesty, because we're waiting for crumbs off somebody else's table. And then we bring that into a relationship. And then we're looking to get this praise, this validation, this approval off other people. We take it into our career. Then we're looking for bosses to please. We, we, we can't take criticism. I, oh my goodness, I wish I had a dollar for everybody who says, I don't like being criticized. We call it CCJ. I don't like being criticized. I don't like being compared to others. I don't like being judged. And so this is the inner child talking, you see. The inner child just wants everything the way that he wants it. Everybody to love them, everybody to approve of them, everyone to be there, 
everyone not to criticize him if they get something wrong, to give him a hug and say, don't worry, darling, that was okay, it's be fine, because they don't want to deal with that. But that does not relate to the reality of the universe that we all live in, because everybody is judgmental, everybody criticizes, everybody compares. And why do I know this? Because you do. You may not speak it out, but in your mind, you do all those three. That's CCJ, and we've done videos on this as well. It's very powerful. And so what you do, you sacrifice your integrity. You surrender it. You roll over and give it away. But you're giving away something far more important, your Shen. So instead of living your life from your Shen, truth, honesty, and integrity, you're living your life from your inner child's perception. All the things I've just spoken about, pleasing people, wanting va validation, wanting approval, caring what other people say about you, being responsive instead of being reactive, instead of being proactive. So I'm trying to like pick out some practical things we can do to start living with integrity. So what, what I've kind of heard you say is we need to, first of all, reflect on our beliefs, our morals and our values, make sure they belong to us, not... not make sure you would say to your physical child, if you yeah. have a physical child, would you teach the physical child that yeah. truth? Yeah, yeah. And that, so that's the first kind of check and that, that needs to be aligned with our spiritual truth rather than the lies and the vows that our inner child may have created in childhood. Yes. The next major thing from what I've heard you say is that this need for external approval, external valid, validation, etc., is what constantly chips away our ability to live with integrity mm -hmm. because it moves us away from our own truth. Yes. So we need to, in practical terms, we need to start doing some inner work, some self-reflection on how much we value ourselves compared to how much we value other people's opinions of ourselves. Yes. And to do that inner child work and to break that connection and we've done as you said we've done so many teachings on that subject and how you can reparent yourself on that topic and i can put links to those teachings in the show notes i think for that question is when you were born do you believe a child that is born think about your child or another child do they have value and that's the question for you truthfully with integrity now truth and honesty if you went into a delivery room and saw a child just being born into this world, your niece, your nephew, your own child, does that child have value? Or does that child have to be given value? And that really is the question. And this is where we may differ, for instance. I believe we all have value. But you may say, well, that child has zero value. I've heard this. It's like a zero. And they have to build up a bank account. They have to get deposits from other people. I don't believe that. And I think if you believe that, you will then always be looking to build up those deposits of value in your value bank account. Mm -hmm. And it will never be enough because once somebody 
says something different, your balance goes down and then you have to scrabble around to build up your balance again. And so instead of living in your flow, instead of living to your potential, instead of you flourishing, you're on the carousel of despair. People taking away value from your bank account and you wanting somebody else to put it in. And you know that's not a life. That's definitely what I, what, not what I would call a spiritual life. And so this idea of value and worth is very much connected to integrity. What is it you believe? Why do you believe it? And then the final thing you mentioned, David, was this CCJ. Mm-hmm. If we compare ourselves, if we constantly compare ourselves to other people, if we constantly criticize ourselves or criticize other people, if we constantly judge ourselves or are judgmental about ourselves or other people, in doing those actions, even if it's internally, quietly to ourselves, we are breaking that bond of integrity with no, ourselves. It's hypocritical. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. The first one you said, I just do the, I mean, we've done videos on this, but I just do the first one. Comparing yourself. For 45 years, I've worked with clients. Answer me this question. How can one unique individual person, there is no one in the universe like you, no one, no one. You are unique. How can one unique individual compare themselves to another unique individual? It's just nonsensical. It doesn't make any sense. It's hypocritical. And so right away, as soon as you do that, you immediately sacrifice your integrity. Immediately. It doesn't make sense. And look at the video. Tell me where it makes sense. It cannot make sense. Yes, they may be got a bigger car than you. So what? Next year, you might have a bigger car than them. I don't know. They might have a bigger house or a better job. But rather than looking at them, why don't you look at you and improve your job or car or value or house or relationship? Why don't you focus on you? I think, David, I mean, I think I'm kind of sold, obviously. It makes sense and it feels good. I get green light feelings when I think about living with integrity, living to my truth, honoring my Shen spiritual nature. But I want to. (laughs) No, no, I just want to take ground this in some reality. It doesn't mean that if we make the choice, if we convince our inner child that we can look within instead of look externally for value, that we are divine, you know, all these things we've talked about. Living with integrity then is not necessarily like a rose covered path. No, it's the opposite. Because. It can be challenging. It, it can challenging. involve sacrifices. We may lose friendships. We may break away from loved ones. We may have to say the hard thing when we want to say the easy thing. So living with integrity every day in every moment requires effort. No, it requires a belief system that's based on truth, honesty, and integrity. But so you what? That- because I would not lie to you, yeah. Alex. I would not lie to you. Not because I think it's the best for you. Yeah. I think I think it's the worst for you. It might what be what you want to hear. Yeah. But it it would absolutely like drop a, a virus into a relationship. Yeah. Once I lie to you, I believe 
and you can correct me right down below. I believe that when somebody lies to you, even when you, it's what you want to hear, there's something inside of you, no, this isn't true. Mm. Something, I would call that Shen. When somebody does that, they drop a bomb. It's like dropping a virus into your software because from then on, you're not sure. Yeah. You're not 100% sure what they're saying. And this, this same applies to yourself. Yeah. You can say that to yourself, but if you do not believe it has integrity, truth, and, uh, and, uh, and honesty, you're breaking that bond with yourself, and that's your shen. You are sacrificing your shen. Yeah. And I'm saying in this teaching, you should respect and honor your shen and connect closely to that shen and not let go of that because that is the thing that you have from the moment you come into this world and to the moment you leave this world. It's that relationship with yourself. And that's what Taoism and what we talk about here, Wu Wei, living in that flow and living with that integrity and being able to flourish, which I know you can. And if somebody else is flourishing, good luck to them. Let's focus on why you're not flourishing. Because once we clear and make the alignment, as Alex was talking about, all the ducks in a line, I like that, get all your ducks here in a line, then I already know you're awesome and you will succeed to the level that you want to succeed at and to. Brilliant. Thank you, David. Well, I hope this teaching has helped you. As I say, we have many other related teachings and I will put links to those in the show notes so that includes teachings on the inner child and why the inner child seeks external validation and how you can break away from that. We've also got teachings on the CCJ and we've also got teachings on the Shen and on what is Shen and how we can live a spiritually guided life. So please do check out the links in the show notes if you'd like to access those. Uh, David works every week with clients all over the world on these type of issues. So if you're interested in learning more about David's consultations by Zoom video call, I will also put more information about those in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.